Shalom to all. Today's office Bible comment of Samach Dalit. We're starting Samach Gimel Amid Beis, about three lines off from the bottom with the words Nafkalim in the Torah of Bechiskia. And today's office sponsor Lilu Nishmas, Mars Merim Sarabas of Yaakov Maisha, her Nishama should have an Aliyah, and Lilu Nishmas of Yosef Yantif, but our Usher Anshul, his Nishama should have an Aliyah. Now, in the course of our very detailed limud yesterday regarding the Chiv of Kefel, we brought two Psokim. And one Mandarma held that one Pasuk was referring to a classic case of Geneva, and the other Pasuk was referring to Tain Tainas Ganiv, whereas the second Mandarma held that both Psokim were referring to Tain Tainas Ganiv. And if that's so, ask the Gemara, how does this Mandamar know that a regular Ganiv is Chayv to be Kefel if both of these Kefel Psukim are referring to Tain Tan as Ganiv and not regular Ganiv? So Gemara answers, Nafka Lim Tan to be Chizkia. He learns that from his Brass that was taught by Smash of Chizkia. To Tan to be Chizkia, the following Brass was taught by Smash of Chizkia. And before we continue with this Brass, so it's important to note that the key of this Limud is to show that not only are the things listed in the Pasuk included in the Chiv of Kefel, but everything which is Metaltil the Gufai Mamain, it's movable and has intrinsic value, is included. So the Pasuk this Limud is talking about is something different than we've had previously. One Pasuk tells us Kigan of Ishari said, and then another Pasuk says, if the Geneva is found in his hand, Mishar and Chamar Chayim. So it lists these three animals, and then it uses the word Chayim, which means alive. Mishalim, he shall pay too. So here's the Brisa. And the Pasuk really should just say the word Shar and Geneva, and everything would be included in that, because we have a Pratu Klal. And that's much if anything is stolen, he would have to pay Kefel. So why is it the Pasuk mentions a whole bunch of other things? And so the Brisa answers, I would say, Since the Prat is talking about something that's brought on the Mizbeach, namely a shar, I would say that the only things included in Kefel are things that are brought on the Mizbeach. And so based off of this, what would you be including in this Pasuk? Se. Only Se would be able to be included in this if we're only including things that could be brought on the Mizbeach. Well, if that's so, when the Pasuk then says Se, well, Se is included in the Pasuk already, because we just said it's included in Shar. So, what's the word of Geneva teaching us? Again, the word Geneva, that's the Klal, that's a generalization coming to include other things. It must be Larabba's Kaldavar, including everything in the Pasuk, again, something that's Metatal and Gufai Mamain. However, the Brassic continues asking, if that's so, Yomer Shar Se Ugneva Makal All the Pasuk should say is Shar Se and Geneva, and everything would be included in that. Why does the Pasuk have to mention Chamar? And the answer to that says the Brassa is Ilukachi is Yomer. If that was so, I would say as follows Just like the Prat is referring to something that could be Kajbubchaira, these things, if they're firstborn male animals, then they would have the din of Bachar. I've called over Kajbubchaira, so too the only things that are included are things that have the din of Bachar in them. And Maish Chalhavi, what would you include in this? Chamar. That would be Chamar, because a Chamar also could be a Bukhar. Kshu Aimer Chamar, so when the Tyre says Chamar, Hare Chamar Amr. Chamar is already said because it's included in Shar and Se. So Amani Mikhaim Geneva, why does the Pasa continue saying Geneva? Mashma, they were including other things as well. It must be, the Rabbis called over to include other things, even though they can't be Kashu Bukhara. However, the Brisa continues. Yomer Shar Vachamar Se Ugeneva Vakal Bukhal. Why did the Pasuk just say Shar Chamar Se Geneva, and then everything would be included in that? Why does the Pasuk also have to mention the word Chaim? Mashma, they were trying to include something else. And the answer is, if that's so, I would say, just like all these Pratim being mentioned in the Pasuk are referring to living things, Shor, Hamar, and Se are all alive, so what would you be including in that? Other living things. So when the Pasuk says, obviously living things are included in that. So why does the Pasuk say Geneva? It's including other things as well, meaning even though they're not Chaim, as long as they're Metaltel, they're included in the Chiv of Kefel. And this is the Drasha of Tanit and that's how this man, the Amar, who holds it to other two psukim, are referring to Tanit Tanit's Ganev, learns that a regular Ganev has to pay Kefel. But now we analyze his Brisa. Amar Amar, it was just saying in the beginning of the Brisa, Yomar Sharu Geneva, that the only thing that should be mentioned in the Pasuk is Sharu Geneva, and then we could have included everything in that. But ask the Gemara, Miksim Sharu Geneva, does the Pasuk say Sharu Geneva? It doesn't say that. Geneva Vesharu Dechsev. The proper order of the Pasuk is Geneva Vishar. Because remember, what was the Pasuk? Im Himatse Simatse Biade Ha Geneva Mishar. So we see the word Geneva comes before the word Shar. 
And so we can't darshan it as a prat uklal because the klal comes before the prat. And we know that in the Shalash Yisrael Midrash, Shatar and Dreshus Behen, that we say every single morning, these are two different ways of darshaning psukim. Klal and prat is different than prat and klal. And if you want to suggest that what the Bryce is telling us is ilunemar ka'amar, it's just saying something theoretical, that if the Pasuk would have been listed in this order, so then we could have only had two words. Well, that's not possible because ilunemar sharu gneva, is the Bryce really saying that if the Pasuk would have said shar and then gneva, then the Pasuk shouldn't have listed anything else? Umimatus amrit ma prat mefarash? Would the next part of the Bryce make sense? What's the next part of the Bryce? Ma prat mefarash, just like the Pras mefarash, something that's brought on the Mizbeach, so too we're including anything that's brought on the Mizbeach. Why wouldn't that make sense? Because I have a shar prat. If the Pasuk was worded like that, then the Shar would be the Prat, Ugneva Klal, and the word Gneva would be the Klal, and that means a Prat Uklal, not so Klal Mysafala Prat. When we first have a Prat and then we have a Klal, so the Klal is an addition to the Prat, Vizrabluhu Kalmili, and the Klal would be including everything, not just things that are able to be brought in the Mizbeach. So even if the Pasuk were to be worded like that, the next part of the Brysa wouldn't make sense. El Kilsiv Ko'amri, Gneva Vishar. Rather, do you want to say the Brysa is suggesting what it is based off of how the words are actually written in the Pasuk? First Gneva and then Shar? But that's also a problem because Mimat Zabana Kabakhal, are you able to Say as the Brysa does that everything's included. Oi, ma prat mafirish, or could the Brysa say the next thing that just like the Prat is mafirish this, so too everything similar to the Prat is included in that? Well, that's also a problem because Havali Geneva Klal. The word Geneva is a Klal, the Shar Prat, and the word Shar is a Prat, and Klalu Prat, when you first have a Klal and then you have a Prat, aim Bechlal El Masha Prat. Then the only thing included in the Klal is what's specified in the Prat, Shar in Midiachrin Aloy, and that would tell us that only Shar is included and not anything else. So, Manushach, if we want to look at the Pasuk the way that it's written, Geneva and then Shar, we have a problem with the Brysa. And if we want to look at the Pasuk the way that theoretically maybe it would be better if it was written, first having Shar and then Geneva, there's also a problem with that. So what's the basic understanding of the beginning of this Brysa? Some Rav Rav answers, Tana Achaim Kasam The Tana of this Brysa is relying on the word Chaim at the end of the Pasuk. Klal Pratu Klal and he's saying that this Pasuk is being darshaned as a Klal Pratu Klal and not as a Klal Prat or as a Pratu Klal. Now, even though it sounds like a good answer, we still have a problem with it. The later Klal is not like the earlier Klal. The earlier Klal is Geneva, Mashma, everything. The later Klal is the word Chayim, which literally means alive, so it's Mashma that we're only including things that are alive, and so that's not like the first Klal. So answer that's not a problem. This according to Bryce is taught in the Bible Rabbi that even in such a situation where the second Klal is different than the first Klal, we could still darshan it by way of Klal Pratu Klal. And this is what the Tanu's problem was. When we the Pasuk of Himatse Simatse for. So we currently have a part partial answer to our question. Let's just chazer. The Brides of Tanit Bechizkiah started out by saying, Yoimar Sharu Gneva Vakal Bechlal, and we had a problem with that. And so our answer is, really we're darshaning with Klalu Pratu Klal. And this is what the Tanit's issue was with the Pasuk by saying, Yoimar Sharu Gneva Vakal Bechlal. And so we get into detailed discussion, which is very similar to the one that we just had. It's just that now we know that we're darshaning it by way of Klalu Pratu Klal, so we're not going to end off asking the same questions we just asked now. So here's the explanation of the Brides. So, Yoimar Sharu Gneva Vichayim Vakal Bechlal. Really, the Pasuk should only say Shar Neva and Chaim, and everything would be included because we have a Klal Pratu Klal, so everything's included in that. And the Bryce's answer to that is Ilu Kena, you see, Eimer, if that's so, I would have said, the Ma Prat Mufar Shdavar Kavlagam is Beach, Avkal Kavlagam is Beach, just like the Prat, which is Shar, is something that can be brought on the Mizbeach, so too the only things that are included in that are things that are able to be brought on the Mizbeach. Now, Ma'ash Chalahavi, what would you include in that? Se, a sheep. Well, Kshu Eimer said, when it says sheep in the Pasuk, Harei Sa Omer, says already stated in the Pasuk because it's included in Shar. So, Amani Mikam Geneva, why do we have the Pasuk of Geneva? The rabbi's called over, it must be it's including everything. Meaning, called and the continues, That's all the Pasuk should say, and everything would be included. So why do more things have to be mentioned in the Pasuk? And the answer is, If that's why I would have said, Just like the Prat, namely Shar and Set, are things that could be Kashi 
Bukhaira, so too anything else that would be included is only something that could be Kashmir Bukhaira. And Mayesh Chalahavi, what would you be including in this? Chamar, a donkey, which could be Kashmir Bukhaira. And Kshwamar Chamar, when the Pasuk says Chamar, Hare Chamar Amr, Chamar is already stated in the Pasuk, because it's included in Shar and Zek. So Amani Makam Gneva, what's the Pasuk of Gneva telling us? The rabbi is called Dover, it must be it's including everything, meaning Dover Matalta Vagufai Mamain. And again, the Brasa continues, Yamar Gneva, Vishar, Viseva, Chamar, Vichaim, Akabachlal. That's all the Pasuk should say, and everything would be included. And the Brasa answers, Ilukena, you see, Imer, if that's so, then I would have said, Ma Prat Mufarsh Balichayim, Avko Balichayim. Just like the Prat of Shar, San, Chamar are only talking about things that are alive, so too I would say that the only things that are included are things that are alive. So, Mashachal Havi, what else would you be including? Shar Balichayim, other things that are alive. Shuaimer Chaim, so when the Pasuk says Chaim, Harechaim Amr, well, things that are alive are already included in the Pasuk. So, Amani Mikhaim Gneva, what's the word Gneva of the Pasuk telling us? The rabbis called over, coming to include everything in the Pasuk, meaning things even if they're not alive, as long as they're Metalta Vagufai Mamain, they're included in the Chiva Kefel. And this is what was bothering the Tana in Himatse Simatse Lomali. So, what do we need the Pasuk of Himatse Simatse for? And the reason why this explanation of the Brasa makes sense is because since we're dashing it with Klalu Pratu Klal, we don't have the questions that we asked on the previous understanding of the Brasa. But now the Gemara Sapatala Rabbezantab continues asking, If that's really so, so this is actually a good question. If we're actually learning this Pasuk as a Klalu Pratu Klal, so what do we need the words of Himatse Simatse for? So, Gemara answers, That's because there's technically a Pircha, a question on this Klalu Pratu Klal. Why? Because the Rabbis called over Mehecha Kamaisila. How are you learning from this Pasuk that we're including everything in the Chiv of Kefel? Mechal Basra, from the last Klal. We'll call Gufei Chaim Ksivbe. That Klal itself uses the word Chaim, and as we mentioned briefly previously, this word Chaim is different than the previous Klal. The first Klal is including everything, and the second Klal, Chaim, is Mashma that we're only including living things and not everything. So Klal Pratu Klal, Maikam Hanile, how does this Klal Pratu Klal help us out at all? Ilas, we called over, if it's trying to include everything in the Chiv of Kefel, Chaim Ksiv, this second Klal is saying the word Chaim, Malichaim in Midiachrin Aloy, Mashma that we're including only Baalichaim and not other things. And so technically, since we have this issue with the Klal Pratu Klal itself, Mishum Hacha Itzach that's why we need the words to tell us that even though the second Klal is not like the first, still we're able to include everything in this Limud. But the market is asking, Amri they said, This is two Klal's that are right next to each other. is two Klal's. Both of them are just talking about finding something. So are we able to include them in our Klalu Pratu Klal if we have these two Klal's together? So Ravina Ravina answers, It's like what they say, the West in Eretz Yisrael, Anytime you have two Klal's next to each other, so take one of the Pratim from the previous thing in between these two Klal's. And judge them or learn them as a classic Klal Pratu Klal. So, how does this practically play out over here? Shadi Shar ben Himatse le Simatse. Take the word Shar of the Pasuk and put it in between the words Himatse and Simatse. And now I have a Klal Pratu Klal that can be including everything. So, what are we including? Well, if you want to include all living things, Mechaim Nafka, that's learned out of the word Chaim of the Pasuk. And it's not being learned out of this Klal Pratu Klal. It must be they're including something that's not living. Udrash Hachi and Darshan the following. Just like this prat, the word shar is talking about something that's metaltal, it's movable, and it itself is valuable. I've called over metaltal to gufay mamayin. So to anything that's metaltal and it itself is valuable is included in the chiv of kefel. Vesu shadi chamar ben himatze simatze. Also take the word chamar and put it in between the words himatze and simatze. And actually that is a klal pratu klal as well. Lasuyemai, what's that coming to include? Well, ilasuyedavershayim balechayim. If you want to say that's coming to include something that's not living, mishar nafka. That was just learned out of the word shar. 
Ella. So Yedavar Mesoyim, it must be the word Chamar is coming to include Yedavar Mesoyim, something that has identifying marks on it, as opposed to something that doesn't have any simonim on it. Ask Mari Yachiv, that's so, Selamoli. Then what's the word said doing over here? If we just took the word Shar and we put it in between the words Himatse and Simatse, and then we took the word Chamar and put it in between the words Himatse and Simatse, well, what about the word Seh? What does that do for us? Sigmar says, you're right, and now goes back on the entire thing and says, we're actually not darshaning it as Klal Uprantu Klal. We're using a similar but different way of darshaning. El Ribo Miet Veribohu. This is a Reboy, Miot, and Reboy. The Tanabe Rishmal, we have a brass taught by Smash Rabishmal. The Tanabe Rishmal, the Pusk in regards to kosher fish, says, Bamayim, Bamayim, Shtepaamim. It says it twice. Now, let's just read the Pusk in its entirety. It says, Zet Toichel Mikola Sher Bamayim, Kola Sher Loy Snapir, Kaskasas Bamayim, Bayamim, Uvan Cholim, Oisam Toichelu. You may eat from whatever's in the water, anything that has fins and scales in the water, in the seas and the streams, those you may eat. So it says the word Bamayim twice. And what does the Tanabe Rishmal teach us? Ain't that Klalu Prat. This is not a Klalu Prat. El Ribo Miet Veriba is an inclusion, a limitation, and then another inclusion. Riba hakol, and that includes everything, meaning fish found in all bodies of water, not just seas and streams. And so same thing over here. My Rabbi, what are we including in the Pasuk of Himatse Simatse? Rabbi Kalmili, we're coming to include everything, namely called Aramatalta Vagufai Mamain. The Gemara asks, okay, Ihachi that so call Hani Prati Lamali. So what do we need all these Pratim for of Shar Khamar and Se? The answer is Khalmute Kaka, one's coming to exclude land, there's no Khiva Kefal there. Khalmute Avadim wants coming to exclude Avadim because they're compared to Karkais, and Khalmute Shtaris wants coming to exclude Shtaris, even though maybe you have a Shtar Chai for $10 million, the piece of paper itself is not worth anything, so there's no Kefal for that either. And Geneva Chaim Lachidurav, the words Geneva and Chaim are coming for what Rav said, Dahmer Achil Karen Kane Shagonav, who says Ache literally means revive the Karen, the original amount, like it was when he stole it. We're going to learn about this din in more detail in the next stuff. It has to do with the person who stole an animal and became weak or worth less. The fellow who stole it has to pay for the value it was when he stole it and not its current value. So here we finally understand what the words he Simatse are doing in this Pasuk. Now going all the way back to the beginning of today. Remember we had mentioned that there was two Manda Amrim arguing how we understand these two Psukim. I remember one Manda Amr had said that one Pasuk was referring to Tain as Ganev and the other was referring to Ganev itself. And the second Manda Amr said that both Psukim are talking about Tain as Ganev. Now we bring both these Manda Amrim back into the picture. The Gemara asks, According to his first Mandamar, the one Pasuk is talking about a Ganav itself, and the other one is talking about and the fact that a Ganav himself has to pay Kefel is learned from the Pasuk of which we had learned about yesterday. So, what does he do with the Pasuk of The answer is, he needs it for Rav Bariloi's Joshua. Rav Bariloi says, What's Rav's reasoning? The armor he says, that if a person was Maidah, that he owes a Kanas, and afterwards, Adim come and say that he owes that knas, he's potter from paying it because he admitted it on his own. That's because the Pasuk says, Im he matze, si matze, which tells us, Im he matze be'edim, ti matze be'dayanim. If it was found by Adim that he stole it, so it's going to be found through Dayanim that he's had to pay kefel. This excludes if he makes himself into a rasha, meaning he incriminates himself, so then he's potter from paying kefel. The Gemara asks, okay, what about the other man to Amar? According to the other man to Amar, that both of these psukim are talking about toin tanis ganiv, and this Pasuk of Himatsi teaches us that a Ganav himself is Kefel, so Marshi Atma Minolan. Has that Mandamar know that if he's Marshi himself and he admits himself to stealing it, he doesn't have to pay Kefel? The answer is Marshi Ashir and Olikim. He learns it from this Pasuk of Asher Ashir and Olikim that Olikim, the judges, find him guilty, and that tells us Vlay Marshi Asatma, not if he's Marshi himself. As Gamar fine, but what about the first Mandamar? Ulmandamar Khan Ganav Khan Batoyan Tan is Ganav, according to his first Mandamar, that one of these Pasukim is for Ganav, the other Pasuk is for Toyan Tan is Ganav. He used the Pasuk of Himatsi Simatsi to say that if a person admits himself to stealing something, then he's put from Kefal. So, hi, Asher Yishirin, my Darish Bey. What does he dash out of the Pasuk of Asher Yishirin, like him? So, he would tell you, that Pasuk is telling us that Maidim Knas is Pater. In 
In other words, we have two different sukkim teaching us basically the same thing. One pasuk is telling us that if he admits to a kanas, he admits to let's say being chayv kefel, he's not chayv to pay. The other pasuk is telling us that after he admitted, even if Adam come and say that he's chayv, he's still potter. Now going back to the second manda amr, umanda amr the tarvai b'toyin tainus ganiv. According to manda amr, that both these sukkim are discussing toyin tainus ganiv because however he holds mother kanas v'achachbo Adam chayv that if a person is madam kanas and afterwards Adam come and say that he's chayv to pay that kanas, he actually is chayv to pay and he's not potter in that scenario. He's only potter from kanas if he admits it and no Adam say anything about it. But if Adam come after he admitted, so then he would have to pay that kanas. According to his first manda amar, the one pasuk is talking about ganiv itself and one pasuk is talking about toyin is ganiv. Then afkali ganiv hasam, he learns ganiv from there, meaning he learns that a ganiv itself has to pay kefel from the pasuk of imi matzei ganiv. So bishlema imi matzei si matzei lechadrav bariloi. We understand the pasuk of himatzei si matzei. This double ashoin is being used for what Rav Bariloi told us, which is moed kanas v'achachbo edim pater. Avakol hani prati lamali. But according to him, what do we need all these pratim in the pasuk? What do we need shar chamar and sefor in the pasuk? The answer is ketan de bishmol. Like another brass that was taught in bishmol, rabbi shmol. Ketan de bishmol. We have brass that was taught in bishmol, rabbi shmol. Kol parsha shenem rabbinishnes. Any parsha which means any statement or any topic in the Torah that was taught and then repeated loy nishnes el davrishen eschadish ba. It was only repeated because of something new that was found in it. And over here, the thing that was eschadish in this pasuk was im himatze beedim simatze bedayanim, and that excludes someone who's madim knas. And therefore, since we have something new found in this pasuk, the entire thing is repeated shar chamar and se, and we're not learning anything specific out of those pratim. But now the why don't we say that a god of himself who's caught stealing only has to pay kefel if he made a false shvua, similar to Tain Tainu's Ganev? So the Gemara answers, don't say that. Because we have Raisa. Rabbi Yaakov and Rabbi Yaakov says, When it says he has to pay two, that means he does it without a shvua, meaning even though he didn't make a false shvua, he still has to pay double. You say he pays kefel without a shvua. Maybe he has to pay kefel only if he made a false shvua. The answer is, You would say, don't say that. That's not what the Pasuk is saying. Now explain what the Brisa means. My loik ha'chaya. What does that mean? No, that's not what the pasuk is saying. And Amar Abayabai answers as follows: Loy lech derachmon shnayim yishalim beganav. The pasuk does not have to say by ganav himself shnayim yishalim. Loy zbekavu chaymer mitoyin tanis ganav. And we could technically learn that a ganav himself has to be kefel from toyin tanis ganav. And what would the limud be? Umat toyin tanis ganav debetera asal yadi amar kol yishalim trei. That just like when we're talking about toyin tanis ganav, that this item came to him in a permissible way. It was deposited by him, and still, when he claims it was stolen, swore falsely, and it turns out that he himself stole it. The pasuk tells us he has to pay two. Well, God of Atzmai, the Bisur Asliyade, a God of himself, that the way he got this object in the first place is through Esser, like Kol Shekane, wouldn't he for sure have to pay Kefel? So why does the Pasuk say that a God of himself has to pay Kefel? So when the Pasuk says, he has to pay two by a regular Ganev, why does it say that? Again, we could technically learn it from Tanitana's Ganev. The answer is, it's telling us that God of Atzmai has to pay Kefel even without having to make a false Shvua. The moment he's caught with his Ganeva, he would have to pay Kefel. Ask Mark, how can you say that? Is that really what the words imhimatze are telling us? We need it for the following brisa. The pasuk tells us imhimatze simatze biyadai in his hand. So we dash in this word yadai when it says it's found in his hand. That's mashma. He only has to pay if it's found in his hand. That's mashma. He only has to pay kefel if it's found in his hand. How do we know he has to pay kefel if the gneva is found on his roof, in his chater, or in his enclosure? If it's found in any place, even though it's not in his hand. So we need this pasuk of himatze simatze for something else. The Gemara says no. Imkain, if that's really so, lemakra oi himatze himatze oi simatze simatze. The pasuk should be consistent. It should use the same word himatze or timatze twice. Midishani krof. In fact, the pasuk changed and it says himatze simatze shmaminatarti. We learn both from here. We're gonna stop here for the day and pick up tomorrow and continue to talk about this tomorrow. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.